0: Heaven and heaven and heaven. BC. Heaven and heaven and heaven. Hop it up, hop it Uh Heaven and heaven. not fuck.
1: Episode 27 of the Console Ninja Podcast. I'm Jace here as always, and with me this time we have back again for another show, Mr. Stuart Cullen, Fury Ace. How are we doing? Alright, mate. And uh, feeling a little bit worse for wear, and they'll tell us why in a moment, uh, Mr. Willie Thompson.
2: Uh... <laughs> you alright then, mate? <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, I went along to the Timp Gotti, well, the most popular girls on the internet live stream the other night, and the girls have managed to break me again.
1: They uh, do a good job of breaking you, don't they?
2: Yeah, there's there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm 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 not up for it. <laughs> so, oh, we'll leave
1: that one. But yeah, I believe you were uh, involved in their 200th show thing, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I went along for the live stream and listened to them talk some stuff for a few hours. And yeah, as, as I said, it's, it's the 200th episode, so congratulations to them for getting that far. And we then had a, a nice little. Uh, Skype hangout, where there was about eight of us in it, and we all sat and got drunk into the wee hours of the morning.
1: Sounds good shit, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, congratulations, girls, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, we're going we're gonna, to um, carry on normal sort of show stuff, uh, talk about what we've been up to in that. Do Not and stuff is going to be a little bit different this time, because so we've got some big things to talk about, um, but we'll get to that shortly. Who wants to start us off with what we've been doing?
2: Right, Jase, I believe you and I both could take this one together because uh, we've both not really had that much time for some new games, have we?
1: Yeah, last weekend we went along to Gplex, um, which we spoke about in the previous show. We told everyone what it was all about. And um, yeah, it actually happened last weekend uh, up in Birmingham. A load of different uh, geek people getting together, some podcasters and uh, some people off the Gone to the Planet forums. Some board game people, some video game people, some movie sort of people, um, all sorts of people from across the geek spectrum, all getting together. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on.
2: Yeah, so at the actual event on Saturday, uh, what did we have, Jase? We had a lot of we had a lot of tabletop gaming going on, and that that was pretty fun.
1: It was. It was. Um, it's something that I don't do a lot of, as you know, um, live proper tabletop game. We play lots on the iOS and stuff, but actually getting hands-on with the with the little pieces and the dice and stuff. We played in the morning um, a nice game of the Star Trek version of Catan, didn't we?
2: Ah, oh, it was good, man. Uh, Most of the, I mean, it was just Catan. With some Star, with a Star Trek theme to it. Yeah, but of course it was. Those little plastic Enterprises, I, I could, as I said, the challenge for me in the game was not to fly them around with my hands and go, do you know what I mean? The challenge
1: you failed because <laughs> I do remember you doing that on a number of occasions,
2: <laughs> and I also
1: did the same with the Klingon warbird being the rubber as
2: well. Yeah, why was I the only person making constant Star Trek quotes as well? Surely that was a goldmine for that.
1: It was replacing the old uh, "I've got wood" joke, that wasn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. So what else? What else did you play? Wow, what did I play? I played uh, I played some
1: Carcassonne in the afternoon, that was quite nice. And also in the evening we played, um, what was it called, Munchkin? Uh, that, you introduced me to that one as well, you invited me to a game. And...
2: It's a beautiful game, isn't
1: it? It is, it's got that RPG sort of element to it, but um, keeps it fun as well, it doesn't get too uh, serious with itself.
2: Yeah, so in the afternoon I managed to get a game of King of Tokyo, have you heard of this? No, I remember you saying it was a good one.
1: What was it all about? I didn't quite get it. It's
2: time. a bit mental. Uh, basically, the idea is it's like the biggest Godzilla movie you've ever seen where all the monsters have all crawled out towards Tokyo Town to destroy it. And you're, you're basically vying to see who can be the the, the best and toughest monster. Uh, but that, that was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. I think we played with the simplified rules and had a lot of mm. fun with it. On top of that, it's some of the little extra events I managed to get a shot of Avalon, which was my favourite game of the weekend. And now this was the idea of you get, I think you need to play this with at least five people for it to be fun. But the idea is, you're all supposedly in the same team. A couple of players are spies and are attempting to make the, make the group fail. But only the spies know who the spies are. It's about the the team trying to pick who to send on missions and basically trying to wheedle out the, the infiltrators before the game ends. So it's, there's a scoreboard which goes up to five. So if, the, if three missions are failed, the spies win. And if three missions are passed, the, the good guys win. So it's, it's a pretty simple, pretty quick game. And there's a lot of trying to accuse people of being the spy, which I seem to get a lot of. I must have a guilty face. But th- that was pretty <laughs> fun. I enjoyed all that stuff. Uh, on top of that, there was a bit of video game in there as well, wasn't there, Jace? you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, there was some video gaming going on there as well, mate. Uh, there was The guys from Geekwad had a bit of a challenge going on in Mortal Kombat 3. I think there was a, a bit of a, a prize draw for people who could beat them. Um, there was also some other fighting games going on with some arcade sticks and that, so that was all pretty cool. But the uh, highlight of the video gaming must have been our section. Um, we were invited to do a little section of our own as, as one of the, the events for the weekend, and uh, we decided to put on a bit of a ninja challenge versus mode sort of live thing, didn't
2: we? We did. I, I, I mean, I have to admit, I did a bit of naysaying before this, did not I, Jace, because I'd, I'd had a lot of stuff going on, and I kind of left it to you to, to kind of arrange this stuff, But you were sending me this idea, and it sounded fucking mental, if I'm honest with you, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until you sent me the pictures, so, in fact, I think I should leave it to you, Jace, to kind of describe what the, to, what the thing was, because it was, it was basically your idea.
1: Yeah, so what we did, we invited people to join into a knockout. So we had uh, 16 names in the hat, paired them up in like a straight knockout bracket sort of thing, um, trying to find out who was the ultimate ninja. The way it transpired was the one person would choose a scroll from the games pile, so you'd have a a choice of five games, XPLA games, because they were nice and easy to take down there. So we had uh, Trials, we had Tetris, we had Small Arms, 1942, and... um one more, what was it? Street Fighter 2. So we had a, a, a group of games across different genres. And then the other person would choose another scroll out of a different glass. And that would choose the modifier for that match. Uh, and this is where it all got interesting to see who was the ninja. Uh, the modifiers were such like um, playing the game Blindfold. Uh, which was nice. Um, playing the game with Dexterity Minus 2. Which was actually with a pair of oven gloves on. Uh, also playing with the controller upside down. Uh, and also playing with one handed So um, there was all these different modifiers That were, that were chosen randomly uh, So the people battled through Trying to play Tetris blindfolded And trying to play Trials with one hand And all sorts of craziness went on um, Really well received by everyone um, We got down to the final We thought we'd mix it up even more So um, the final was between uh and uh, Alex Shaw from Digital Gonzo For a game of, was it Street Fighter 2 in the final?
2: We got them to play Street Fighter 2 We did, yeah
1: that was It's so a Street Fighter 2 with the controller upside down and a pair of oven gloves on. All pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, it turned out uh, Cyprior won. So we're, we're going to get them one of the t-shirts when we get the new ones made and stuff like that. But generally, people got involved in it. People enjoyed it. They, they saw it as a bit of a laugh and um, also just a, a bit of a test of people's gaming ability, you know. I
2: have to say, you haven't lived until you've watched two people attempting to play Trials blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that it was much better running.
1: from our angle than it was from theirs then. I'm yeah. sure it was absolute shit from their angle We ended
2: up with we like shouting commands to them and stuff, didn't we? But uh, it was a bit like
1: um, a crap version of nightmare.
2: It was incredible how close the match actually was by the end of it as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed that and I'm looking forward to more of that stuff in the future.
1: Yeah, we can definitely try and uh, do something along those lines and uh, put a bit more thought into the challenges and stuff for next time, but uh, that, that was really good
2: on top of that there was a lot of uh, live podcasting going on they had the their staple pile of shame raffle which i don't know i don't know if you're aware of, anyone's aware of the concept of this but the idea is people basically bring their kind of crappy games uh, there's a raffle and basically it's first come first serve. so the first person's ticket so ticket to come up is going to get the kind of slightly less crap thing uh, until you get to the end, where people are drawing a ticket, going up, and they're only ch- they're, they're having to choose between FIFA two thousand and seven and Pro Evolution two thousand and six or something. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's pretty awful by the end, isn't it? Um, yeah.
2: Uh, we also got what was it? They have the the live auction and the silent auction. Yeah, the silent
1: auction that goes on through the day, where people put silent bids onto a lot of stuff, and then the uh, live auction towards the end.
2: Yeah. Did you get anything out of that, mate? What What did you come away with?
1: Oh, I did, actually, um, I bid on the the live auction this time, and I got myself a lovely PSP 1000 with a load of games, all for charity and that, obviously, so I I put some money in for that, but it's really good, because it's the older PSP, which is really easy to hack, so I can uh, put some retro games and some uh, homebrew stuff on
2: there, so that'd be cool. Yeah, all all highly legal. Oh, it is, mate, it is perfectly (laughs) legal, it's fine. I managed to get myself a copy of the Walking Dead card game. I think originally you played it with me, didn't you? Yeah, we played it in the bar afterwards. We weren't keen at first, but once we once I got Xanteriad uh, to sit and kind of play it with us properly, it, it's, it turns out it's actually a pretty decent game. So I'm quite glad I got that. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, the whole thing was fun. I think um, people people were
1: putting their hands in their pockets again, and um, all the money was going to special effects, which is a really good charity for gamers to put to. Um, they raised over two grand again this time, um, two grand in pledges and that. So. It's it's really successful again. Um, it's, it's the second year we've been, hopefully it's going to grow and uh, continue being a staple event for us to go to through the years.
2: We had our, what has now become, an annual Chinese dinner with the AI bots. That <laughs> was nice, wasn't it? I have, a, I have
1: a couple of beers and we I mean, chill out and relax and uh, chat some shit over a Chinese, that's cool.
2: Mate, that Chinese place we went to. No, I mind mean the event. Let's let's talk about that Chinese. <laughs> 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 we could talk for a long time about that, mate. It was, awesome. it was just you seen the, the 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 twinkle in my eye when I seen the dessert section. Little something at fucking Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing of beauty, mate. It was, um, it. But yeah, after that we headed back to the hotel. There was basically everyone hanging around in the bar, and there was a lot of game playing and merriment and drinking. And we all kind of regressed to teenagers again, where we were all kind of fighting sleep and staying up to four o'clock in the morning, even though we were all half like, half sleeping and stuff, because we really just didn't want it to end, because we are we're having such a good time. Uh, except Jace, who was nowhere to see, be seen, because Dan managed to break you in the first night. Am I right, Jace?
1: Dan did not manage to break me at all. i thought tell you what broke me was drinking 7.2% cider with Dan. That uh, that that kind of broke me for the Saturday, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I've never seen you like that at all, mate. And
1: it's been that, a long time since I've been broken like that, mate. That
2: was pretty you. hilarious. Uh, I'm just glad the room was in your name because you were a loud cunt that night. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the next morning, the kind of the kind of closing activity of the event was we all took a trip to go and see Star Trek. And what did you think of that, Jace?
1: It was good, mate. It wasn't the big, massive thing. like Last year, we all went to the big IMAX cinema and watched Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises, didn't we? This time, it wasn't quite so grand because people wanted to see the film in 2D and there was a lot of uh, kerfuffle trying to find somewhere that's got a 2D showing that we could all go to and stuff. Uh, we ended up in a dingy little room in a back street cinema. But it was all right. People were all together. We were all sat in a nice, comfy premiere seat and uh, the film itself, mate, it was uh, really, really good. It's not one that I was... Um, going to watch, but I'm so glad I did.
2: Well, you hadn't until very recently watched the first Star Trek remake, have you? had you?
1: That's right.
2: I think a lot of people talk about how remakes don't work and stuff, and I think that series is an example of how it does work. Yeah, it's been done really well. By any means, it's not a perfect movie. And I'm talking about the most recent one. There's a lot of, um, what would you say, contradicting some past Star Trek stuff. Yeah, it, there's some
1: contradictory stuff, and there's yeah. some some bits where you'd think that's not going to happen. You know, those usual things that you pick up in um, sci-fi films. Really, you yeah. can always think that's not going to happen. That's not physically possible, and that sort of stuff. But, but that's by the by. In it,
2: I mean, I'm a I'm a proper Star Trek fan. Like um, I could tell you a whole ton of stuff about it, and I used to have all the DVDs, and I've watched them all inside and out. I love my Star Trek, but I understand as a fan, this is where Star Trek needs to go to keep it afloat. 'Cause your average cinema goer isn't interested in watching people hanging around the bridge of your ship doing sod all for a full hour and a half. To, to their credit, the films are very entertaining. And you you've not seen it yet, Stu, have you?
0: No, no, it's some some my list to to see this, definitely. I've seen the, seen the seen the first remake. But um I've no seen I've no been I've no managed. I've seen other things in between. So um I chose to see other things other than this, but uh, I hope to catch it pretty soon
2: it strikes a lot of the same chords as the first one a lot of the things that you you loved about the first remake are and are kind of present in their own way in this film as well and i would just say to anyone just go and watch this watch these films they are brilliant
1: yeah they are, they are good as as just as standalone living mean, films whether or not you like star trek um, there's a lot in there there's a lot of big set pieces there's a lot of um, big action moments in there and um, there's, there's some comedy and stuff in there as well there's something for everyone really
2: yeah so to top it off, then, gplex eight out of ten would bang. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enjoyed, would enjoy again.
2: Yeah. So shall we move on to Stu? Give <laughs> okay, him yeah, a chance Stum- to, Stum- wants to play me.
1: some games. Come on, Emma. What, what have you been playing?
0: How we doing? Yeah, the forgotten man. The only man here who seems to play games. Yeah. Um, played a menagerie of stuff since I've been away. Um could go into many details on many things but I've kind of chosen the kind of stuff that was interested me in the most slash I've I've kind of got into the most um the first thing I was playing was I picked up a copy of Devil May Cry the remake by not the remake but the reimagination by Ninja Fury and also picked up a copy of Metal Gear Revengeance um halfway because I quite fancied it and then here and while I talk about it and so forth and so on I picked the two of them up on the same day so I had the choice between Devil May Cry or Metal Gear Revengeance, and I chose to play Devil May Cry first. Played through it, and I really enjoyed it. It's not like the first one. It's not like the first series. They've kind of taken a whole different direction, Ninja Theory. They've um, ever played Enslaved, that kind of story. They're really good in, in the story, and they take the characters, you know, like Dante, Virgil, uh, and so forth, and they kind of tell a new tale, fundamentally sticking to the roots, but at the same time... Kind of branching out and changing the law a little bit. Um, having played much it,
2: like the Star Trek film we just spoke about? it. Yeah,
0: pre- pretty much. It takes it doesn't take liberties majorly, but it, it does kind of. If if you've not played it, the whole game's based around Dante finds out that he's that he is a demon hunter, and Virgil's obviously his brother, and his him and his brother are well, his brother tracks him down, and then the devil who is in brackets called Mundus rules the world through debt, No, I don't know if you've seen parallels here with the real world, but basically the world's, all the world's debt is owned by the devil, and that's how he controls people, and at the same time you also get a brain controlling drug, kind of psychotropic thing going on, through a drink, through the most popular drink called um, virality. virality, I think it's called Virality, and basically that's, if you've ever seen the episode uh, Futurama that involves Swarm. It's pretty much the same concept of how they get a swarm in Futurama and Danny needs to go and put an end to it. And then the other side is through the media, which is also kinda strange and quite true to the Real World. He has to get the devil away from a Hellgate. The Hellgate's the source of his power. And what happens is he has to destroy the the Virality Factory and the News Corporation, but at the same time something else arises in the game. And for there, it all kind of takes a kind of slightly more surreal twist, and some of the boss battles in it are quite uh, mental, uh, to say the least.
2: So, can I just say then, see the people at Ninja Theory? Yeah, were they all sitting with tinfoil hats on when they were making this game?
0: It starts off decent enough, but then it kind of goes a bit, a bit really weird. There's some really, really nice levels in it. There's like a kind of, there's a level in it which is kind of like a a Britain's Got Talent. Kind of like song star superstar kind of X Factor style level, and it's basically called, it's basically like a big sign comes up and then you're fighting your way through a disco, but it's like you need to fight your way through stages to get to the final boss, and it's really nice. And then and then the next level is in limbo, and it basically flips it on its it just totally changes. It becomes a very hellish scene, you know. And I think that's to the strength of the game it's the art direction, you know. It's kind of like normal worlds very gothic, very. Very kind of Eastern European style, and then when you go into Limbo, it just becomes total, total hell break suit, you know? It's been uh-huh. a, it's got a kind of half flavour through it for the locations and stuff, you know?
2: Talking about Bayonetta, this is the thing I was going to ask about. I, I mean, I liked the original Devil May Cry way, way back, just the first one, but they've all got a bit tough. Like on the old combos and like trying to get through the bosses and stuff like that. they've they've got for somebody who isn't a big fan of hack and slash games, do you think I would be able to make my way through this game? Yeah. Like, do you think the sto- and do you think the story's enough to, to keep me gone?
0: Yeah, yeah, because once the kind of twists revealed, it's kinda like you're like oh and then it kinda changes. So another thing Ninja Fury brought to the table was uh, I came to this with a kinda background story of Ninja uh, no Ninja Fury, uh, Devil May Cry, I mean is it's like each chapter in my head was basically you play a chapter, you fight a big boss, you play another chapter, you fight another big boss. This isn't so. I think there's only really five big bosses in the whole game, six big bosses there's not many, and there's chapters where you'll just play through a chapter and defeat normal enemies and it'll be the end of the chapter. So it's it's very much um, accessible, if you know what I mean. It's not right. as hard as, as what it used to be, I, I would say. Uh, they did a real good job on it. Uh, they, they poke fun at the fact that, I know there was the big thing about, oh, he's not got white hair and stuff, but they do poke fun at it quite a bit in the game.
2: Um, am, I right, am I right in thinking that, I don't know what it is and I don't want to know, but am I right in thinking that there's a can- canonical reason for him to have short hair as well?
0: No, no, no. It's just no. I know. No. I
1: thought. Well, I thought that this was the prequel, and what happens at the end of this is what causes him to have the white hair. Is what I heard.
0: Well, no, in the game, basically,
2: is he's a is he's a ghost.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well,
2: seems see, be, see,
0: be honest, but to put it put it in a kind of per, in a context is, but there's a scene where it kind of it really in the first level actually, this demon's tearing up a pier. And uh, he's using this kind of vortex attack, and Dante jumps, and it ends up a mop lands on his head, and he looks in the mirror, and he obviously the mops like his white hair, and he looks at it for a minute, and then he looks, and he kind of thinks to himself, and he goes, and he just laughs, and goes, "Ha ha, never!" And he takes it off and throws it away, so it's kind of like. <laughs> I
1: had heard that before. So I yeah, I love mean, that.
0: <laughs> so they've, they've kind of embodied the the thing. Plus, you can actually unlock. You can, well, if you're a diehard, must have him white. You can actually unlock him with white hair. As a a download, so if you really want them and we white hair, you can pay for them to have white hair. Make it that what you want.
2: And if you're the kind of person that needs them to have fucking white hair to enjoy the game, then you probably deserve to be paying for that DLC. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> it should be a fifty quid download.
1: Yeah, well, like
0: I was saying, to my mate, my mate Savage Wolf, he's he's diehard Devil May Cry fan. I mean, like I'm into it, but he's he's almost maxed out Devil May Cry four, which is a no mean feat. And um, what he was saying is they've kind of Given them more characters, they've given them like Danny is a lot more likable, he's not so much a dick because he was quite a dick before, he was quite a cocky son of a bitch. Kind of, they kind of humanize him a bit more. And the same with Virgil, Virgil's a really likable character in it, but it's another story for another day. The whole Virgil side because what's going to happen next is I'm going to buy the DLC which is called Virg- Virgil's Downfall, where you play as his brother Virgil. And I know what happened because I finished it, but I'll be interesting to see what the outcome of that is because. Past fans know Virgil's always been painted as an as, 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 as a as a bad guy, but in this he helps someone. He's a goodie, so be interesting to see see what the outcome of that will be. You know,
2: aye, right. Will I be able to get into this kind of this game without knowing everything that happened in two and three?
0: Absolutely. This is ground floor rebooted entry level. You get in, you'll pick up pretty quick what's happening. It introduces the whole backstory. Him and Virgil, their history as kids. Why what happened happened who Mundus is and all that. It's really good. If you if you can pick it up for sub fifteen pounds, you've got a great game.
2: Offer a rent.
0: Oh hell, you got a rent, it's definitely worth it. Definitely. Good weekends Excellent. worth of fun.
2: Excellent. So what else you been up to mate?
0: Another one, I kinda got for Christmas off my girlfriend, I got a Doom Free BFG edition. I I kinda dabbled in it and I kinda hummed and hard about it and all of a sudden I just got a really big inkling to play it. So Doom Free BFG Edition is a hell of a good buy, because you can get it for about a tenner. And what it is, is you get Doom Free HD Remake, Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom Lost Missions, which is a new expansion for Doom Free, and Doom uh, Resistance of Evil, which is an expansion. So you're, you're fundamentally getting like six games for a tenner. In the set in the Doom universe, you know, and it's sort of got like online point stuff as well. But uh, the main beef it is the the remake, the the remake, but the HD and the Doom uh, Doom Free, which to be honest we was a hell of a good looking game back then. And all right, it shows its age a little bit, but it's still a hell of a good game. I'm really really enjoying going back to it. I had it, I did buy it on the Xbox, and it came with a mythology, and I don't know whether it's because it's the mythology behind it, or the fact that I bought into it too much, or the fact it's just what people say, but it was always quite jumpy and. It used to always kind of bug me out. Enemies used to just appear and freak you out. I'm finding the same thing. It's a rare thing you see and it's a bit jumpy and a bit creepy and a bit kind of slowly starting. But I'm playing it on Veteran and trust me, when the imps start coming through the walls and pinkies behind you barking, you start freaking out big time in it. And it's a really, really good game. I'm really, really enjoying it, if I'm honest. So hopefully I'll finish it on Veteran and then I can see what the, the other expansions are in it. But the one thing I will say is uh, it's old school gaming. I... It's got auto saves in it, but auto saves are like, chapter wise, and because I'm playing on veterans, it's quite hard. Uh, Ie, you die quite a bit, and because you win the hard way, if you don't save every time before you walk into a room, you probably will get your arse handed to you, and you'll need to go back and play whole sections again. It just shows you how lazy some gamers become, where well, like the whole auto save and auto save every section. or oh, not but it's like like I say, it's like a ten, it's a ten year old edition. It's like to celebrate the 10th anniversary, of it. so it's, it's definitely worth picking up just to see what it was like and to see what it is like. And the fact you get so much Doom content with it makes it a must buy, you know.
2: See, see your comment about um, lazy people moaning about auto saving and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't directed at me. Uh, no, no I, I'd, <laughs> I'd heard echoes. Rent, den
0: I'd heard echoes and rumours and stuff on the waves that some people might have forgot how to save manually, but that. That's up to you.
2: <laughs> I remember uh, playing Doom 3 on my mate's PC, and I didn't really get a good chance to play it, but I remember the whole thing about you had to hold your torch separately for your gun.
0: They've redone it now, so the torch is built in. So right, you put right. your torch I on. I think that,
2: put me, that massively put me off the game, because I didn't really know what to do, and it was just, if I'm honest with you, I was too scared to play it.
0: Trust me, right, it freaks the shit out of me. And I don't know why, and I don't know how. It's just like you are walk into a room, and you'll hear moaning. And you'll shoot a guy in front of you, but then there'll be a guy right behind you, and you'll be like, How the f did he get behind me? And then there will be like, They're just enemies, just appear from anywhere. They're hiding, but they're there, but they're... it's like they can hide, and there's cubby holes for them to hide to come out of. So you'll go in and you'll look about and you'll see them, and then they'll just come crawling out while you're in a firefight and just start hitting you from behind you. are like, Jesus Christ, do you know what I mean? Oh it's, it is, it is, it's like you want a scary game, right? I know Dead Space kind of holds a kind of torch just now for scary games but I, I say to go back and stick a turtle beaches on and play it in the dark, and trust me, you will freak out in but You will seriously freak out.
2: Well, I, I played the, the demo of that in 3D at Eurogamer last year, where they had set on, and, and I was quite, getting quite aware of the fact that I was like, getting jump scares and stuff in the middle. He was uh, screaming like, nobody's business uh, is right, in, the, in the middle of a, a hall full of people, so... Yeah, that's in the
0: middle where, you know I mean, that's the middle of a hall, imagine sitting in a house, with. I mean, it's, it's really good, and you know what I mean? For a tenor, for a piece of first-person shooting history, you know what I mean. You can't go wrong, you know.
2: Excellent, mate. Um, it's definitely on the list, so I'll get I'll get rid of it at some point in life. I don't know if I'll be brave enough to play it when it comes out when I get it, but <laughs> I'll try my best. Well,
0: if you get it, it's got co-op as well, so I can uh, I can team up with you and, and play along and co-op with you to keep you keep you keep you safe, all. Right? I'll keep you safe. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Right, another game I was playing, or the final game I'm going to discuss just now, is uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon, which I know Dash brought up last week, and he said he'd just get in it, and he was finding it a bit kind of jarring and stuff. Well, for me, as a whole overall experience, if you were to say to me, did I like it? Yes, on first look, but under the surface, it's not worth the money. I finished it, as an FPS fan, I kind of know how to handle my way around in FPS, I know how to play Far Cry and so forth, I finished it uh, in two sittings. And that was everything. That's total achievements. That's a thousand. That's a uh, four hundred achievements milked out. No, milked out of it, but taken out of it. All campaign, all garrisons, all collectibles, everything done. So I'm I'm finished within two seconds, and there's nothing there now for me to go back to play. I feel it, 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 it was style over substance. Severely, style over substance.
2: All right, is there no something to be said about the fact that, like, if this was DLC, f- for my game timer by the end, I mean, I got every achievement in it as well. Uh, which isn't is something I generally do. So uh, when I look at my game timer, it's currently sitting at about eight hours. Mm-hmm. Now, if it, if it was just a DLC for Far Cry, you maybe wouldn't have expected as much from it. And to, to pay £10 for a game add-on that adds an extra eight hours uh, and and, uh, and adds in some extra voice acting and stuff like that, I don't think it's that much of a, a bum deal. What I would say is, um, see if somebody's not got a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. and is quite interested in Far Cry I would say get this instead of Far Cry
0: yeah I'd say that but the thing is as well but I would also say wait for it to come down and the price at a sale and you'll get it for 800 see the problem oh, is I jumped definitely. in with two feet day one bought it instantly and I was like oh this will keep me going for a wee while and the fact I did it in two days on hard mode we're not even talking easy here right. or normal I did it on hard mode and I didn't even break sweat once and I'm kind of like this is like this is, this is done my nerves then is a hell of a big chunk of DLC that was eight hundred points, and it was just DLC for Bioshock, wasn't it? So there is bigger bits of the big beef, like Lost in the Damned for Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? There's really big bits of story-driven DLC out there that are like, wow, these are, you know, is that not coming at like a hefty two
2: thousand odd points, Lost in the Damned when it first came out?
0: Nah, it was about the same price because I bought I bought Lost in the Damned and Gay Tony brand new day one as well when it was it was about the twelve hundred, maybe fourteen hundred, but. It was it was put it this way, the, the things that stick in my mind has been real expensive are like Minecraft. Minecraft's one of the dearest things and I don't own Minecraft Is in like points wise. So I wouldn't buy I w I don't usually pay anything over fourteen hundred points Or anything. And it's just a case of like I just think for the money I paid, the style and substance is there, I love the whole movie quotes, I love the whole vibe, I love the whole look at it, but I'd just love it to be twice as big just for the money I paid.
2: I'd like the story to be bigger. I think the the world in itself is huge enough for what it is. There's enough garrisons, enough collectibles and mm. stuff like that. I think seven missions was a bit of a poor show, and I think they could they could have maybe popped in another, oh. like maybe three or four missions to to uh, lengthen the story a bit. Because I found I spent about uh, the uh, the eight hours. That I've got in my playthrough, I think about six of them were spent doing the garrisons and all the side mm-hmm. stuff. I think if somebody isn't that kind of person, if somebody isn't interested in getting all the bonuses and stuff like that, it could be a bit of a bum deal because you could have it finished in one sitting. But like, where's under two the
0: replay Where's my replay? I mean, it's like I could delete it now and I'd never think twice about it.
2: I've I've deleted it to make space because I know I'm not going back into it. the only The only one other thing I would say to defend it from that point of view is they were kind of bold enough not to make it an add-on to the original game. So, like, you would have thought this kind of thing, you would have to buy Far Cry and this to play it. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that they've just made it a standalone game in itself instead of making it DLC. So that maybe... Because there's some people I would recommend this to who I wouldn't recommend Far Cry Free. to. Yeah. You know, people who really like the whole 80s thing. Yeah.
0: They've not, they're not going to do any, like, main core... DLC for Far Cry so it was never like they made this beautiful world and they made a great game but they were like that's it we're not doing any DLC for it which I think mm-hmm. well as well is them shooting themselves in the foot uh,
2: I will say that um, the fact that it has a cyborg ninja in it is awesome oh it's brilliant it's,
0: it's, it's really really <laughs> it's, worth, good.
2: it's worth you getting Jace just for that reason it sounds interesting to me mate <laughs> it's got really good production
0: values and it's really well written good cutscenes and good music and all that but game content light I would say
2: We can't move on. We're about to move on, but we can't move on without talking about how amazing the soundtrack is.
0: The soundtrack's by Power Glove, um, and it's a kind of kickback to uh, John Carpenter. Like the thing, it reminds me of the thing, uh, Escape from LA and Terminator, and it is pure eighties. It's nostalgia bliss. It really is (laughs) kind of weird. I picked up the new um, Daft Punk album, uh, Random Access Memories, and there's actual songs in that that. I was listening and it just reminisced about Blood Dragon because it's quite mm-hmm. Blood dragony and vibe and stuff and I was I never thought I would ever think that but it's such a really rich and well done soundtrack that fits it to a T and I'm probably going to buy the soundtrack if I'm, if I'm honest. I
2: can see myself doing the same I've been looking for it on my Spotify and stuff like and it's no one up there so I think I'm going to have to take the plunge but, I mean there's nothing better than when you're just kind of wandering about trying to find your collectibles or sneaking up on some enemies and It just suddenly starts playing that wee, really cool, like, (laughs) doo-doo-doo-doo, In the background starts the wee theme tune and the It's it's amazing. But anyway, I think that's us done with uh, what we've been up to this week, then.
1: Yep. Looks like it, mate. Looks like that's it. Excellent. So... So, for the second part of the show, um, we're not going to do the normal want, do not want thing, because there's one big thing we really want to talk about. Um, And that is the recent reveal of the Xbox One by Microsoft. Um, The event we've been waiting for with bated breath ever since Sony did their reveal um, a short time ago. So, gentlemen, did we all watch the presentation? Some of us managed to watch it live. I watched it live yeah, I, at I was working, so I couldn't watch it live. I was, um, I couldn't join in with the uh, Skype chats and stuff that go we on, which was a bit of a pain in the ass. But I managed to watch the presentation the morning after, and um, I think we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about uh, a few little subtopics, if you like, and uh, talk about each part of that. So, the presentation itself. Stu, I'm sure you've got some things to say about the presentation.
0: The presentation was all glitz, all glam, all 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Microsoft ran it in our, uh, in, inside their uh, the complex in Seattle. Am I right? I think it's Seattle. It might be wrong. somewhere at like that. Yeah, uh, 10 a.m. So it was six o'clock for us, and I know it was three o'clock in the morning for Australia. Don't ask me why I know that, but it was. And between getting pictures on Twitter of people who were there and how Microsoft laid on a breakfast buffet, which. To be honest, I would have loved to have been to. (laughs) Do one. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Microsoft Breakfast Buffet. I'm like, hmm, that sounds nice. (laughs) It had all the glitz and glam of an E3 event that you would expect. All the big guns from Microsoft were there. And there were even a few surprises. But we'll get on to who turned up.
2: Yeah, it was some guys who clearly (laughs) looked like they don't play many video games standing on the stage telling me why I should buy a game. It's the same as all these events. I've never been a big fan of that kind of thing. Do you think it was...
1: As big and glitzy as the PlayStation one, because obviously no. they did it in a tent, yeah. and um, it wasn't all I mean, all massive and showy like the other one was. I
0: always mean, did the balls to show the machine. Oops, did I say that? Sorry.
2: Obviously, if you if you want a comparison, I think the PlayStation one was a lot shinier looking, but it's still when you get down to the PlayStation one was also just people standing on a stage, about fifty percent of whom look like they've never played a game in their life.
1: <laughs> There's so you much know. you can do with these, uh, with these. People who are presenting these things, mate, they're all managers, aren't they? That's the thing. they're Yeah, not, that's uh, they're the problem, mate. So,
2: much. yeah, I'm not, I'm not really bothered about the presentation. Just show me the things, the shiny things. and okay. the, What about you, mate?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. You, you've covered it from what from both things you've said, mate. Um, yeah, it, it was all right. It was, it was one of the things. But as Stu just mentioned, they did show us the box. So let's talk about the design of the Xbox One.
2: Can I start at the ball rolling with? Saying I was half expecting that it'd be like a, a kind of pop-up tape thing to put my VHSs on on the top of it.
1: It yeah. did look a bit like an old Betamax uh, video player.
2: Yeah, it's a bit. It was. It's a bit huge in it.
1: Well, it is. But when you think what the box is, it's a PC, as the other one was. But it's it's the first iteration of the new box, which is always bigger as we've seen before, and the things they're fitting into it. Um, you need a lot of space for things like heat sinks and that, which they've made mistakes with in the past, so I think they've um, gone around, they've probably, the whole of the inside out is probably heat sinks so you don't end up with red rings of did before.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's not pretty. There's probably multiple ways to make it a bit more pretty than it is, it's a bit of a big box, but yeah, I suppose it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hiding underneath my TV set and I'm not going to see it that often. So it doesn't really matter when it comes down to it, but I would have liked it to have looked prettier. Go on then, Stew.
0: Yeah, I was wanting you to have your negative say on it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a powerhouse. Uh, the original Xbox was a brick that would kill anything that you threw at it. This looks like a monster. And at the end of the day, it looks like it's going to have enough grunt to run anything you throw at it. And to be honest... I'm in the camp where I don't give a fuck what it looks like. I just want to play it. Realistically, it's just going to sit there, and as long as I can open the door and put the disc in, that's all I care about. And it just looks like a real mean piece of kit. That's the one thing I'll say about it. It does look kind of mean. It's kind of big and, yeah, kind of, kind of grunty, you know. Kind of like, it's not going to be afraid to, to run what you need it to run, you know. So, overall, in the looks, it, I quite liked it, if I'm honest. It's kind of like a big machine for the big boys, they say, you know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I would rather have that than a wee tiny tinker toy, you know.
2: So we're all kind of in the camp of, we don't really care what it looks like, as in, it's going to sit under our telly, but I think it's a bit boring looking, you think it's exciting looking, but it really does not matter when it comes down to it, eh? I'm surprised
0: it's black, but I would have had notions of them doing it in white, if I'm honest, because I didn't think, because obviously the 360 was launched in white, and then it went to black, and when I saw it was black, I was kind of like taken back, and I went, oh.
1: No, I think it's the whole, the whole design of it is based around the living room, we'll get to the other bits later on, but... It's got to fit into people's new, stylish, swanky living rooms, doesn't yeah. it? Which is why the the recent re-release of the Xbox 360 was all black. Um, it fits in with people's DVD players and Blu-ray players and all the other things under the TV. Mine, for example, everything under my TV, my Xbox, my PlayStation, my Wii, everything is all black under there and it fit in just lovely, you know? Fair enough. So, uh moving on from the design, we're going to talk next about the fact that Connect is not an option now. It's an always connect kind of always connect. Connect is always connected. Does that make any sense?
2: Yep. Yeah. Do do not want. Shall I just say straight away? So you've had, you've had
1: Connect. Will I've never had it because I don't think my living room would suit it. But you've had Connect in the past and you've been up and down on it at various times.
2: I wasn't keen on Connect. I don't like. I never liked the whole motion control on the Wii either. I, I like a controller. I like to sit and play my games. I don't want shiny gimmicks. I like the idea of like, i the, the flung in some, some optional Connect features into some of our games and stuff like that. Like Mass Effect shouting the grenade button so that your character can throw the grenade five seconds later. Aye, fair enough. But I now feel as if some of these features are going to be. Are, are they going to be more standard? are they going to be optional because i don't want to jump up in my living room like an idiot to play halo 5 i want i want to sit and get immersed and put my shiny headset on and just sit with a controller i don't know about you but that's 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 my take on it as long as we still have games that are built for Kinect and games that are the way we know them now or at least kind of like that
0: I don't mind connect if I'm honest. Um,
2: have you got one for a start? Have, have, have I do.
0: I I, I was a, I was surprised here. I hope you're sitting down holding on to your hats guys. <laughs> I was a day one buyer. Woo! How did we see that coming? Um, yeah so I've had it since uh, day one and um, yeah I like it. I think I really liked Halo Anniversary. I really did. I thought it was really slick, really well made and Really, quite cool what they they implemented, and I think because they've said this connect's going to have so much more grunt because that's the thing. Remember Connect was shown, and they had a processor in Connect, and then they dumped the processor because it would been cost too much to make with the processor on it. Now this Kinect's going to have that processor on it.
2: Or will it, Will they pull that out the last minute as well? think the they will
0: now because they went on a about how the Kinect the senses things and it sees things and it renders it and stuff and all that. So I would say this will be the Kinect that was always meant to be. And I think that um, it's it's definitely the, the way the way forward with it. And I think it will totally change the way a lot of people have kind of seen Connect. you know what I mean? And I think... If it did have that processor, we wouldn't have the problem we've got right now. with connect and people going, "Oh, it's just this, it's just that, it's just this," and I think at the end of the day, I, I, I kind of welcome the idea of it, you know, and I, I welcome all the trick bits it brings with, it, you know, because it, it, it adds a different layer to the gameplay, you know.
2: Do you remember the the Rainbow Six demo where they connect when the guy was kind of building the gun and doing that really stupid pose like it was go gone. Oh,
0: close, recon? It was recon and
2: warfare. It's Tom Clancy, and it saw the same thing. When he's doing that really yep. stupid thing where he's like, pretending to hold and the gun and he's, like, it looks yep. as if he's kind of, it looks like he's kind of slapping the bottom of the gun to make yep, it fire. Yep. And
0: have I done that in my house? Yes.
2: <laughs> Imagine Battlefield Five comes out in a couple of years time, yep. and people have kind of taken to the connector a wee bit more, and suddenly they announce Battlefield Five completely motion controlled. You can't use okay. the control of it anymore. you have to be happy with that if it works
0: and it's tight. I'll welcome that. See, be honest, right? And I'm being honest. I would love. The ability to, like, kind of stab guys and connect. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, you can imagine, like, you're playing and you sneak up behind something. you just imagine, like, doing the knife movement. And if it would register that and you would do the animation, that'd be amazing. Or just subtlety things like that. They don't need... Uh, controllers are always going to rule the roost, right? But I could see that kind of thing, like, the ability to come out with stabbing motions or throw grenades or reloading and stuff. I can see that being part of it. But I never think these kind of games will go totally connect. But it'll be interesting. See, I've got a game called Black Black Watch, which is an FPS that works with just we connect and it's a bit kinda crazy, but it is it's playable but it's not playable at the same time. It's it's kinda like, oh, this is kinda cool, but at the same time it's not because you throw a grenade, you throw a grenade. You crouch behind cover, you crouch. It's it's slacking stuff, but again, we're using dumb connect and no super smiley Super connect, you know. So yeah, I don't I don't I'm not against any of these things, you know. What I mean, I think they'll be quite cool and I think me saying I want to stab folk in connect. kind of paints what camp I'm in.
2: (laughs) Aye, the scary serial killer camp. So, what about you, Jace? What's your thoughts on Connect?
1: Still not convinced, mate, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to be convinced until I've actually got it. Trouble is, with it being an add-on for this one, it's always been an expensive thing to go and try out. Uh, maybe if I could have borrowed one off someone and and given it a go, it might have been different, but I'm not convinced because I haven't used it. Well, we'll we'll see, won't we? That's the thing. We're all going to have it if we get this box, so uh, that's the time to see what it's all about. So we'll move on. Next uh, subtopic is the TV stuff and all the sports stuff and that um, they were talking about. There's a a little video that's been put on there and it's got all the different times that TV was mentioned in the presentation. It's something ridiculous, like 65 times it was mentioned. Um, So very much home media orientated, very much TV orientated, which may or may not work in this country as it does in the US with having different types of TV and stuff. But um, any thoughts on this one,
2: guys? Well, can I start off by saying, in this particular group of gentlemen... Who lost their shit when they mentioned the Halo TV show?
0: I don't know. Just me Yeah, that... No, I did. I thought you were saying it to me. Yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah, they said they said Halo and I just was like, yep, yeah, that's it, I'm there. I'm all over that shit.
2: I've heard a few people nay saying that and saying, oh, game movies never work and stuff. And I would just say, nah. have they watched Forward Until Dawn?
1: Well, we said when, when Forward Until Dawn was out, we said that this could be an ongoing TV program, didn't we? Um, yeah, if it I'd was like that, that see, production value
2: like. well surely it should have even higher production oh, yeah, values now yeah. a proper TV show it's, uh, Steven Spielberg Mr Spielberg himself at the helm do you know what I mean We don't. I don't know what it's going to be I really hope they don't go for a retelling of the story because they've been really good so far with their extended fiction and they did make that comment about there's many stories still to be told in the Halo world and uh, I'm just really hoping that they go for something else i don't want to see something with master chief here's my
0: prediction right you'll get the tv so right you might get two series with it and then abrams i'll get the movie deal you think so they showed it i don't know if you noticed but during the 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 vt the the showing abrams appeared and i'm like what's abrams doing there if you know what i mean because it's Mm. like "Mm." and because spielberg is there because remember spielberg and el toro were linked and or was it Spielberg, and El Toro? It was Spielberg, El Toro, and the guy that did District Nine were all linked today in the Halo movie. Donkeys ago, and what happened was District Nine came out. District Nine would have been the Halo movie fundamentally in brackets. Aye. and it just showed you what you can do with a shoestring budget. So there's a Halo movie out there to be made at some point, but it's at what stage is it going to get made? You know.
2: I think if there's a movie, though, I think they're definitely, definitely going to have to go down the retelling route, and I don't want that. Whereas I think the TV show's got potential to just be its own story within the same universe. Yeah.
0: See, I'd like, I'd like a Stevie story that follows a a group of ODSTs. That'd be brilliant. Like a kind of. I'd
2: I'd watch anything, mate. I would I would watch a story. Two about flies running up
0: the side of the the, the power.
2: <laughs> about a couple of grunts. I'd I'd watch a Friends reboot, <laughs> um, starring grunts on their hain- their whole life. Nah, That's true. I'm I'm weaning. You know I mean, I'd watch anything in that in that universe and. I really don't want grunts, to, attempt to reimagine come. it. Was so that, mate? Two
0: grunts, one cup. Is that, is that no exactly, one Exactly, mate.
2: I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, and I think the TV show at gone by her comment. It sounded like it's going to be a spin off like many of the other Halo mm-hmm. things. Do you know what I mean? It might be it's set between four and five and it continues the story of Master Chief in between, maybe.
0: What happens if they would have approached uh, Buck? Cause now Bucks, mm, Fillion... yeah, Fillion, who they all love, and, Aye, the, that, and that could be good. That could be, a and good they get show. the rest. Cause now how half of Odst is Serenity in it? Cause the Dare's quite a famous sci-fi actor as well, isn't she? Who's I can't even remember who she is, but there's like half the cast of Odst are like famous, decent folk. So if they were to approach them as a as a bedrock and again run an Odst series or maybe something along that lines, I think it's definitely it's a winner, you know. It doesn't need to be right. Spartan orientated right. They just need to mention Spartans Because that's the thing they've got it, it, It's a kind of mythical thing So if, as long as you see a really CGI'd one in a battlefield somewhere That'd keep you happy And then you never know what the chat is in between it you know. But mm-hmm. we'll see
2: Now people listening might feel as if we spoke about Halo For quite a long time there But for me this was the only particular like thing announced at it That made me excited So I think I've got a right to, to go on about it if I'm honest with you. But, aye, anything else under TV and sports? Just that there was far too much of it. I liked the. I mean, I don't know about you guys, I liked the the, the idea. That they were showing you the fantasy football stuff and having it up on your console while you're watching the game. Now, if this is implemented right with our Premier League, I love a bit of fantasy football. and It's never going to be done with
1: your league with two teams, though. Or only one team now.
0: Hey, second division champions it's no, next but year.
2: Th- this is the thing. <laughs> There's never been a proper Scottish one. The, 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 I think one of the newspapers does a, a Scottish one, and it's awful because there's only like, basically everybody wants to take all the players for the two good teams, as you say. Yeah, it's, it's it can't work, can it? But so yeah, so generally it's the English Premier. We, you go by. But would you be interested in that
1: as, as a as a Scottish person? Uh, obviously,
2: you've well, got yeah, your own I league. Do, mate. But I do, I do that mm, every yeah. year. I, I, I generally go for it. So. Most people I know who are football fans up here and like fantasy yeah, football and you the premiership. are quite happy to do that and, un- and and wouldn't want to go for the Scottish Premiership for that very reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So aye, um, I, w- I would like to see this being implemented, it'd be quite cool. I like the whole thing, you're sitting watching like the Man U game and when one of your players gets a point it, auto- it comes up on your screen or something like that, I like the idea of that. I just, I get, I've, I've got a really bad feeling that it'll be poorly implemented over here. Because they're getting the whole, they've got the whole uh, rights to the the NFL matches and stuff like that now, haven't they? But w- Xbox doesn't doesn't have such a such a thing going on.
0: I work for um, Rupert, well Rupert Murdoch's my kind of boss, fundamentally, in a kind of weird way, right? And when the, the PlayStation launched, the PlayStation got one page in the Sun, right? The Xbox launched, it got front page, right? And then it got three consecutive pages after the launch, one of which I'm on. Thanks very much, uh, but. I think they've done a deal with Sky, and I think you'll find when they come over, they'll announce a deal with Sky in the UK. And through Sky, you'll get ESPN and you'll get Sky Sports, who carry all the premiership. And I think, my gut feeling is, that's where this will go. And because, remember, News International is part of this. It's all It's all one big family. So why would they be why would it make front news why would it make front page news when the PlayStation a week, two weeks before didn't even make pay- the first ten pages?
1: Well this is what I said to to Will before, if you're gonna do that fancy football thing over here, you it's got to be integrated with the Sky one because they do have the, the, the weight behind all the rights and stuff like Remember that. Remember
0: as well, but you can watch Sky on your three sixty. So the the bedrock foundation's there. So mm-hmm. it's definitely at ten bucks says UK launched Sky partnership.
1: So the only thing we haven't talked about yet and Icon has games on this new box that sits under my TV.
2: Aye, they announced that they're going to have 15 exclusive games eight of which are going to be new IPs. Aye, brilliant. Uh, They didn't show us any of them. Well, they did. Sorry, that's a lie. That was a a bare face lie. They showed us... Remedy. Aye, and they showed us uh, Forza 5. So there's there's two of your exclusives right there. I mean, my issue is aye, they didn't show you enough. PlayStation... One, I don't think any of us were expecting as many games as they pulled out of the bag when it came to it, do you know Can what I Can mean? just now
0: avoid this whole thing, because E3's less than 15 days away. Why? Why? why I know, why, I know, why mate, do I know. We need but then in that case... See, see, it was a console reveal, it was a reveal of the hardware, not of the software, and especially when E3's 15 days... So, they're going to do a big show in a tent, and then 15 days away they're going to do another big show in a big hall, you know what I mean? So it's like, they did it right, they showed a wee bit, tasted as... And then they're going to hit us hard next week. or uh, next fortnight they're going to hit us really hard. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. I just think if you want to make if you want to make the argument of um, if E3 was 19 days after it because they gave you the wee 19 days counter mm-hmm. at the end of it, right? If you want to make the argument, uh they didn't need to do that. Well, in that case, they didn't need to make this well, announcement. Yeah, they though, did then. They could have just announced it. Yeah, at but E3. No, do you know what I mean, they did
1: this? This is this is what they've done though. They've they they've done this pre announcement pre E3 to say right. These are all the boring bits. These are the TV bits, and these yeah. are the connect bits, and all that stuff that we've talked about now that leaves E3 entirely open. They haven't got to waste time going, this is the box. They haven't got to waste time doing the boring TV bit and that at E3. Yeah. E3 is literally going to be all about the games, and it has to be. That's what people are expecting there. If it's not, then they're blowing themselves out of the water. Whereas PlayStation have now got to do, the boring this bit. is the box, these are the bits that, they, that it does outside of the games, and cut down on the time they've got left available for the games, so that's why Microsoft is trying to get that leg up. And E3 then will all about be all about the games, and, and I think it's a really wise move.
0: Yeah. Plus the fact is, maybe, they showed maybe. the box. I think it was. I think a lot of it was to basically give them two fingers. Because I've seen the adverts Sony are running like in the paper saying, "Oh, this is." They just showed the controller, and for one, it's like that's a controller. I don't know what the box. You know, I mean, if we're going superficial, but at least Microsoft had the balls to go. Here is the unit you will buy for your home this is what you're buying. You see, they, for all we know, it could be the size of a bath. You know what I mean? The size of a suitcase. You know what I mean? We don't know what the, the, that other box is going to look like and until we see it, then fair enough, but it's a, it's a ballsy move. It was a, it was basically just to get one up on them because they watched it and they shot their load too early. They shot their load and didn't have a thing to show over the controller.
1: Well, that's, I can't help but think that Microsoft might not have shown the box, but because Sony didn't and that's what the people moaned about, yeah, that, then that that that's that's it might be a knee-jerk reaction, but they they, right. they obviously rushed it and said, right, here we go. This we've got to show the box. That's got to be our priority, and, and they did that.
2: Right. the um, the other thing I would say about the exclusives is, just be careful how excited you get about that because how many of them are going to be connected? Well, I'm really excited
0: for Crytek's uh, Gladiatorial Combat Connect only game. It was announced for the Connect this generation. It's slid and it's coming out for. The one, and it looks... I'm really excited, because A, it's Crytek, and B, it's gladiatorial, so you'll be able to run about with swords and scythes and nets and just totally slaughtering guys in an arena. Sign me up, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that works for me. So that's that's that was announced, like, a few hours after one announcement, so there's definitely... Blood in the in the in the system for it right now, you know. So I'm quite excited for that kind of thing, you know.
2: Can I just say as well, we haven't mentioned the name of the console, the Xbox One. What do we think of that?
1: I think they'd been far better off just calling it Xbox. Um, and a lot of other people have said the same yeah. thing. I see how they're saying one, you only need one console, put it all together in one box, and all that stuff. I see the point of calling it Xbox One, but I just think we're at that stage now where you don't need to like. Um, Apple have pulled away from naming putting numbers after their boxes. It's the iPad. It's the latest version of that, so why can't it be the latest version of Xbox? I'll say we, we sit back now, wait three, 3 see what comes out there, and uh, I'm sure we'll have lots and lots of these conversations about both consoles as we go forward. So, before we get off the subject of Xbox One, uh, are we unanimous? Do we want it at the moment, or are we not sure so far?
2: Just going on the strength of the actual announcements, the PlayStation had a bit of a more exciting one. It doesn't mean I'm going to move to to PlayStation, though, because there's so many exclusives for the Xbox that I want, and this is the thing, is it it? I mean, it's, it's all fine and good to say, oh, I'm going to jump to PlayStation because they've got better things, but no, I want to play Halo. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just saying that at the moment, that's the one that springs to mind, but there's several games for the Xbox that I like that aren't on the PlayStation, and most of my mates are on Xbox, so all that stuff is going to come into play. And as we said, there's, they haven't showed us the games, and that's the most important thing for any of these things. I, I couldn't care less what the box is, what I'm playing it on, as long as I'm playing the games that I want to play. And for that point of view, I think I'm still on the Xbox at the moment, but we'll see.
1: Stu, I don't really need to ask you, because you're Xbox through and through. I've
0: no. Deposited just now because they're asking for four hundred pound, four hundred dollars, four hundred pounds for it uh with a twenty pound deposit, but I think you might get it down to three fifty near the time. But I walked into this conference, I said, well, we'll play Halo, we'll play Gears, we'll play Forza, we'll play Battlefield, we'll play COD. The answer to all of them before the conference was yes. The answer to them after the conference is yes. What more do I want? I'll play the games I love, and I'll play the games I like, and I'll be able to play them. What more can a man ask for? So definitely, two thumbs up, I'm there. Day one smiley face,
1: sweet. Well, I'm still in the same boat as I was before, whereby I just want something new. It doesn't matter what it is, I want something new to play, to play on. I'll probably end up playing Xbox because um, it, it all depends on if the infrastructure stays the same, you know what I mean. But yes, pretty much unanimous, we do want it. Yeah, excellent. And that's it, that's our uh, <laughs> Xbox One chat over with. So the, the other thing we want to talk about in this section, um, not quite as big as the previous thing, but today, on the 26th of May, as we're recording, um, the Curiosity Cube was completed. Uh, Curiosity is the thing that came out of 22 cans, Peter Molyneux and all that stuff. It started back in November and we were all tapping away on a big cube and drawing pictures of cocks and uh, putting our Twitter names all in this big cube. And... It's all finally come to an end today. Um, Stu, you were tapping away today, I believe.
0: Yeah, um, me and my girlfriend. I got my girlfriend, didn't I? I was at the presentation. Long story, but I was at the presentation when it was announced at E3 last year. So you was there and he gave us his waffle. He waffled about dreams and pish and shite and blah, blah, blah. But he, the one thing he did say was, "The what was at the centre of the cube would change your life. So I was kind of like, oh. And then it came out and... It was cross-platform, so I had an Android phone, she had an iPhone, and we used to, we played it together, and we did the whole writing thing and that, and we've always dabbled in it, and we've always kind of played for it, and it was only a few days ago I noticed that it was had 20 skins, it had, I think it was 324 skins, or 324 levels you had, or, uh, you had to go through to get to the core, and it had 20, and then it was just this weekend in the past, and I noticed it had 4, and I went, oh my god, it's we're almost there. So, pretty much between last night and tonight, I was tapping away like a maniac. Uh, me and her were both tapa tapa tapa, just tapa tapa, <laughs> and uh, to see what was at the core. And the last few hours, it were absolutely mental. You we were talking between four, between three to one. They cleared, I think it was like a hundred thousand odd cubits they're called, and maybe what. Pff, Two and a half hours. The last skin was so fast to clear; it was unreal. It's ridiculous, and the most isn't it? Uh, yeah, the most annoying thing was my girlfriend did like uh, loads of points, so we got a, a, a fancy chisel. She was like, "I'll spend the points on a chisel," and at the very end, we were pounding them, and it was it wasn't a case of having the time to find them; it was actually finding them. Yeah. And th- when it actually cracked, I was in the animation, uh Face clear, face clear, face clear, and then all of a sudden it just went white, and I was like, "No chance." I was imagining
1: exactly it I was just gotten in that last twenty minutes. I think I was I was sat outside in the sun there, I was just tapping away on a few, and um, it, it was just you could tell there were that many people because now they've they've sorted out all the servers and that. Um, you can see everybody else's taps going live, and it was just. The the things were disappearing at a massive rate of knots, and that that last twenty minutes was just crazy. Trying to find the odd pixel that was left and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I was really hopeful when I got to the end because I I'd found a little group of pixels, and um, there, there weren't very many left at all. And I flicked onto the information thing, and it was something like. Um, 16,000 blocks left or something like that and I'd, I'd found this little collection and then they all just disappeared and then trying to scroll across the cube to find some more was, was uh, a bit mental. Did you have a go
2: at Will at all or not? Me? Yeah, you're the one called Will. Right, um, <laughs> see I had the problem. You sent me the text saying that it was going to be going about three o'clock and I was round my aunt's house where there's absolutely no connection because she lives in the middle of nowhere so I never got to see it. Basically, I tuned in to find the this the the wall that just had all the different tweets on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I've now since watched the video,
0: the beautiful video, the well-made video. video. Yeah. Yes, and um, which is quite funny because he the the guy who won it had the choice not to show it. So when the guy won it and he was who is Scottish as well, good man, he's from Edinburgh. But when the guy won it, he got the choice to either share that video with the world, so people would go, "Oh, he's a dick," or he could have kept it to himself, and nobody would ever have known. And I would have kept it to myself if I'm honest, but that's me.
1: You are a dick, though. Oh, (laughs) fangs! Now you got you got to share that shit, mate. You know, there's millions of people have 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 downloaded it. You can't you can't then keep it to yourself and go, "Oh, fuck all of you lot."
0: Yeah, but the problem is, it's what he's won. Basically, like, he's he's become a partner, or I would call it a partner. But basically, he becomes someone in Twenty One Can. So the next game's uh, Gladys, Gladys, yeah, Goddess, God, Goddess, Goddess. Sorry, Goddess, not Gladys, the suicidal robot, Goddess, which was a Kickstarter game. And basically, he gets to write the rules. He becomes the God. I don't know quite how it'll work if he'll have like master controls, so he can come in and totally screw your game up, or he'll write core rules for the game. The more interesting thing is, is the fact that he'll get um he'll he'll make money from it. So for every copy of the game that sells, he'll get maybe fifteen pence on the pound or something. they said a
2: very small piece of the pie.
0: So we, we, come on, what's the, remember this game was a Kickstarter, but so there's see if I was the guy who won, I'd be on Kickstarter, I won't at the number and then the math, because say it's like I think it's like a hundred thousand pound in the bank. You know what I mean? So that's pre pre order. Buying, if you know what I mean. So how much of that does he get? You know, he'd be like, oh, I get a tenner.
1: <laughs> I think it's mate. Even if it, even if it's a tenner, it doesn't matter. It's a tenner that he didn't have before, just by yeah, tapping away on a Blooming Cube and and being the the lucky bastard who found the last pixel.
0: Yeah, I suppose the best thing would be he'll get invited down to Twenty One Cans. He'll get to meet Maul and you, and he'll get to meet the guys. And I think that's a great place. But what I was saying to my girlfriend was. I would have loved, and I don't know if, as I'm speculating, but see if the guy who won it was not a gamer, because no, you know how Curiosity kind of got kind of other people joining in, people yeah. just randoms, it would have been amazing if somebody who has nothing to do with gaming got it and won the prize and had to write rules <laughs> for a game and that, just, just the idea of that's mind-blowing, like, I've never played a game and I'm just totally like, just somebody like a fish out of water would have been amazing, but my gut feeling is this guy will know what he's doing, so... It's kind of cool concept, but overall, it was a great thing, and it's quite interesting because what you're saying is the coins you have collected may transfer over into his next experiment. So who knows what that is?
1: He's got another another ridiculous thing up his sleeve, I'm sure. But yeah, we all love Molyneux, don't we? He's a, he's a lunatic, in in the best kind of way. He's brilliant. There we go. Then the cube has been solved, and uh, we can all delete that app that was taking up valuable space. So moving forward, Gentlemen's. Before we shoot off, I think we need to answer some questions. We've had uh, three questions coming on the Twitter off our lovely listeners, and uh, I'm going to read those out and we're going to answer them because that's what the questions are for.
2: <laughs> Brilliant, <Probably>, mate, genius.
1: <laughs> right then, the first of the questions is uh, from d 5120 who has said um you're stuck on a desert island with a single game with console power and internet what would it be we're going to I'm going to give you a couple of seconds each to think about it and I'm going to shout your name out and I want your first answer okay well
2: for me I would probably say oblivion not skyrim because I, pre- I preferred the oblivion uh, I think the world's huge enough and there's enough going on in it, that I could I could probably get my teeth really sunk into all the, the little special behind the scenes stuff that was going on there. Uh, I know Skyrim's probably a bigger game for that kind of thing, but nah, I love the Oblivion, so that, that's my one. Scoop!
0: Battlefield 3. Simple as that. Play it forever, never get bored. Happy days. Never the same game twice.
2: I think that w- that was probably a foregone conclusion that that was going to be the thing.
0: It was either that or Max Payne Free, because I would have my <laughs> Hawaiian shirt on on the desert island, and Max Payne Free is pretty sweet as well. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jace, what about you, mate? Oh, man, I, I, I
1: was thinking about this um, during the week, and I was really struggling. Do I be cheesy and say Final Fantasy VII?
2: See, I'd thought that, and I don't know. I mean, you're going to be sitting in this desert island by yourself, and that game is completely text-based, there's no... Actual voices in it, and I think I wanted something where people are talking to me. That's and Stu's got the benefit. Stu's got the benefit of having the headset and so talking can, to all those online people. people. And stuff online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody in my squad says that to me. They just go, "You're a dick." <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: okay, okay, I'm there. I'm gonna say um, Halo Four multiplayer. Yeah, forever. I thought it was either going to be that or Minecraft.
0: <laughs> but, uh, the, worst, the good thing is, he's also single player on the same desk.
1: Well, <laughs> in fact he said uh, it's single game with console power and internet, I've got all the map packs from the season pass, so um, I could actually get to play those.
0: And there's Forge as well, so oh, you, could, see, yeah.
1: hmm. you could. That's it, yeah. The, the possibilities, You, is you create project. real world to pretend you live in. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> so that's that one done. So yeah, mate. Uh, thanks for that Darren, Um, hopefully those answers are good enough for you And um, the next question comes from Hunter VP, aka Pete our good mate from the Minecrafts, and he says, a question for the podcast what's the best advice you've received from a video game, and as an example for him, always carry a cardboard box (laughs) okay, um, Stu
0: why'd you pick me first? um (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a hard question I
0: know best advice I've ever well well Katana did say once bet you can't stick it and all through my life I've fro- every time I throw something in the bin I shout I bet I can't stick it and it always falls out the bin so yeah bet you can't stick it is the best advice I've ever had or wake me when you need me I'll say that every time I go to my bed so you know what I mean <laughs> I actually do before I go to sleep I go to people text my girlfriend saying wake me when you need me she does not know what I mean but I just do it and it's pretty cool I know it's a, it's not advice; it's more statements I love by. But
1: <laughs>
2: fair enough. <laughs> well, have you got anything for this one? Um, I, I can tell you something that I haven't learned in my multiple first-person shooter things is to bloody reload your gun after you kill someone. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would translate to the real world because I'm not I'm not generally running about killing people. But yes, um, I don't know. Always keep some potions in your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
0: Save the day, savers, us. savers.
2: Us. I think,
1: in terms of advice, uh, slow in, fast out. That's about it. That's <laughs> just all <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> I Don't take advice from games, man. I don't, I don't play games to get take advice. Really, do I?
0: I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm going back now. I'm thinking. Blood Dragons get some really funny loading screens, and it's one of them's if you get shot and you're getting damaged. Don't don't stand in front of bullets in it. There's some really really funny <laughs> advice screens in in Far Cry. Like there's one that says the blank is deadly, and if it's if you said uh, gas or gun, you're correct. So I've had time, I would have went and played that again, even though I bitched about it, and I would have come up with a funny one for Far Cry Blood Dragon. But that's the only game I can think that gives you funny advice.
2: Uh Grand Theft Auto gave me great advice on what to do after I've used the hooker.
0: Hey, is that, is that no cashback? <laughs> cashback?
2: <laughs> anyway, mate, what, uh,
1: um, anything else? Um, no, I think we're flogging this one dead, mate. Um, sorry, Pete, that was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That was the best things we could come up with at the time. Preparation would have been the key on that one, I think. Right, the last one is from our old mate Welsh Benno. And he has said If they could do an up to date remake of any game you've ever played, which game would you love to see the most?
2: Right, can I put my own stipulations in this for both me and you, Jace? Go sure. on. That we can't just say Final Fantasy VII because it's obvious that we all want that. That that's too easy. Okay.
0: In your own time, gentlemen. In your own time.
2: Oh, well, let's have a bit of thinking time. We have got the power of edit. <laughs> the two games I would really like to see remade have both been remade for earlier consoles, but I would, and I don't see them ever remaking them again. Like, I would like to see the original Resident Evil remade again, but they've already done that, and I'd at least like to see that remake appearing on current consoles.
0: I do no, not know happen because Nintendo funded it.
2: No, no, I know, mate. I'd, I'd at least like to see it reappear on the Wii U or something, hmm. so I can replay it, because that, that was a brilliant remake. And it's the same way um, Metal Gear Solid. I loved the remake of Metal Gear Solid, and that's never going to make a bloody appearance again. Hmm. So I'd like to see them both re-remade.
1: Right, one that I would really love to see remade and I think um, for the next generation it could be fantastic. It's not what you'd normally think with the Final Fantasy and that but it is from the same people. I would like to see Parasite Eve remade because that was fantastic and very different at the time.
2: Interesting. Apart from things that have already been remade the only one that I can think is Silent Hill 1 and I say that because going back to play Silent Hill 2 and 3 those games still look half decent, and they've all had HD remakes, and they're still playable. I know there was niggles about the Silent Hill Two, one with the fog and stuff, but whatever. You can play them now. Silent Hill One is unplayable at this at this stage. If you ever, did it, does anyone like Silent Hill here for a start? Yeah,
0: I've got it in my PS One.
2: When was the last time you picked up the first one to have a go at it?
0: Two years ago, maybe.
2: Um, Bear in mind the controller it was made up for, it was made for was the original playstation controller. The, analog. the camera The camera controls on it are gash the monsters don't even look like monsters they just look like little lumps and stuff and so considering it is the, the stuff that happens in that is very important for the rest of the series and you could probably say it is the most important Silent Hill game. See as
0: a C- caveat on that, I would say you want it to be done right because the Silent Hill HD edition, one of the, it was Silent Hill Two and Three, and one of them was critically broken, and they wouldn't patch it. <laughs> on the I think it's not it's unpatchable on the PlayStation.
2: But I guess we're talking about in an ideal world where they're not just upresing the graphics; yeah. they're, they're remaking the game and making a proper remake, like they did with. The Twin Snakes and the Resident Evil remake and stuff like that. We're talking yeah. about. I guess we're talking about that. So you're talking about. I would like to see that story retold so that people who are in, including me, I'd like to go back and replay all the games. But the fact that I don't really want to play that first, really janky looking and janky gameplay, the the fact that I don't want to play that kind of puts me off playing two, two and three as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I would like to see that remade. What about you, to.
0: Yeah, um, my gut instinct would have been to say Halo, but we got Halo Anniversary not that long ago, but I was thinking about it, and I would say I'd love to see the first Max Payne remade, and glorious Max Payne freestyle HD graphics, stunningness, because it's such an awesome game, and it's such a power stone game in my, my gaming career, whether it's just the, the, the look here, and the feel here, and just the story, or the fact that the development team are half the characters in the game as well, it's... It just needs to be done, you know what I mean? And I I love that game very much, and I would love to see an HD remake it, or an even reimagination of it.
2: Is it safe to say, Jace, that if I hadn't imposed that extra rule, you would have said Final Fantasy VII?
1: I'm not sure, mate, to be honest with you. I'm very much in the camp that Final Fantasy VII was only that good because it happened at that time. As much as I've got such fond memories and such love for the game, I don't believe that it would translate as well to do the whole thing again. I don't think... Well, they're saying there's not enough money to to do a Final Fantasy on that sta- on that scale. That's why they haven't done one. So I don't think it can be done, and I don't think it should be done. I think it should stay as it is. The only thing I'd like to see is be able to control it with analogue, which I can do on my PC now, so
2: that's it. <laughs> I think because I've got such a, a love for the characters and stuff, and I've watched... Um the Advent Children movie, I've played Crisis Core uh, with a, with a special lovely looking cutscenes and the, uh, the the voice acting and stuff like that. I think at this stage, I wouldn't mind if they just did a HD remake of Final Fantasy Seven. I don't need a brand, because I think if they remade it completely they would mess with that materia system and that battle system and they would in favour of doing something more action based like in a Final Fantasy. Is it thirteen? Is the one we've got for the consoles currently? Yep. And that's not what I want at all. I would like to see the game prettied up, and I would like to hear my beloved characters speak to me.
1: I'm kind of with you there, mate. Keep the active time battles as they are. Don't touch that. Keep material as it is. Don't touch that. Those are the two things that made that game fantastic for me. Yeah, graphics, schematics, whatever. I come from a different age.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I could, I could, compl- I could. Go on, talk about everything to do with Final Fantasy VII all night, but unfortunately, no one else wants to hear me do that. So we'll have that
1: conversation ourselves over a bit of
2: Minecraft. Um,
1: <laughs> that's it. That's that's all the questions gone. Um, thanks, guys, for sending the questions in. We, you know, we love them. They weren't quite as out there and ridiculous this time. Um, our answers might have been, but the questions certainly weren't. So if nobody's got anything else, I think we should probably get out of here. It's been a bit of a long show. We've had some big things to talk about, and that's all fair enough. Um, No dash this time, but I'm sure he'll be back around very shortly. Just remains for me to say, go on iTunes, leave us a review if you are inclined to do so. We always love to read the reviews out. Pass us on to your friends on the Twitters and stuff. Anybody you think might not have listened to the show, um, get them involved. Uh, You can always find us on the Twitters at console underscore ninjas. Or if you've got any emails you want to send to us, console ninjaspodcast at gmail.com. Stu, well, thanks very much for joining me. Um, we've had some good chat this time, I think. I think we've uh, put our points across really well about the Xbox and stuff, and big things to come at E3 shortly. Definitely. Looking forward to it. All right, lads. Um, we'll take it easy, and we'll catch you all soon. Bye.
0: Gadgets.